Hi, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. I am your host, Jessica Lemon, and you are listening to Sour, Sweet, and Spooky. I don't know about you guys, but this week has been stressful. The election has had me honestly in like full panic mode and I cried after I cast my ballot on Tuesday because this election is huge. It's so important. I'm actually recording this before final announcements have been made because they are making sure to count every single vote as they should and now I'm seeing that some votes are missing and by some I mean like hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots in Florida and Texas have not been counted or are just completely missing. So that's wild. So Who knows if everything will be counted when this episode is posted because they're saying that counting could easily go into Thursday or even Friday with some people demanding recounts. Like, who knows? It's close and scary and I just want people to know that you are valid. Your rights as a human being are valid. You should be able to love who you love and be proud of the color of your skin, not scared about what may happen if you go out. People with uteruses shouldn't be scared that their rights will be taken from them. People should have full control of their own bodies. Even so, this election being so split shows how much hatred still runs through this country, and honestly, it's scary. Like, a lot of places have boarded up their storefronts because of the civil unrest that might happen. Like, this has never happened before. Half of this country thinks that racism and bigotry and misogyny is okay, and that's that's not okay. So we need to make sure we stand together and love each other and hug one another because this year has been rough and just continues to be rough, but we will make it through it together. It feels weird to post this week, honestly, but I made a commitment to myself and to all of you listeners, and with the election this week, I thought it would be fun to break away from the election, but stay on theme for the week and talk about some spooky presidential stuff. So I hope you are all ready for some distractions with this brand new story. The White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Ave, the home of every president of the United States but one. Though George Washington was around when the home was being built, it wasn't until November 1st, 1800, 220 years ago, almost to the day, that President John Adams and his wife Abigail moved into the unfinished house. The White House is a place that holds a lot of significant history. So many world-changing events have been held there. People who, as commander-in-chief, are said to be the most powerful people in the world. But not all of them left after their terms were up. At least not spiritually. And some left the spirits of their families behind, too. This place is full of spooky stories, so I'm going to jump right into the ghosts that haunt the White House. Some of the oldest spirits reported at the White House are that of a young British soldier seen walking the grounds with a torch in hand. Abigail Adams herself is seen walking around the East Wing wearing a cap and lace shawl with her arms outstretched as if she was carrying something, because the East Wing was where it was the warmest and the best place to dry laundry. The smell of fresh clothes, with the hint of lavender, Abigail's favorite, is reported there as well. A man named David Burns, who owned the land the White House now sits on, is seen and sometimes heard introducing himself in the Yellow Oval Room. Dolly Madison, who was married to President James Madison, who served from 1809 to 1817, is often seen in the Rose Garden, watching over it and keeping it blooming. 
However, she's probably pretty mad right now since the first lady, quote, renovated the once stunning garden it used to be. And it used to be so pretty and full of color and now, I don't, I don't know, it just seems bland. Here's hoping it will be brought back to its former glory soon and Miss Dolly can keep watching over it again. Another young ghost that has been reported is that of an unidentified 15-ish year old boy who's called The Thing. The Thing basically terrified President Taft and his administration and his military aide, Major Archibald Butt, yeah, like, butt, like, booty, wrote to his sister mentioning The Thing. And I guess the first inkling you feel when he's around is pressure on your shoulders as if someone was, like, leaning over you to see what you were doing. Taft actually ordered Butt to tell all of the White House staff that if anyone mentioned The Thing, they'd be fired. In the late 1860s, a guy named Jeremiah Jerry Smith began working at the White House as a footman, but ended up doing a lot of different jobs around the White House. Like, he was the butler, the doorman, the cook for some time. And before he retired, he was the official duster of the White House, which I think is cute because, like, he's an old man and he couldn't do as much anymore, but they still kept him on as a duster. But anyway, he worked there for about 35 years and apparently has a lot of stories and is said that he's seen the ghosts of Abe Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, William McKinley, and some of the first ladies, including Abigail Adams. Abe Lincoln's son, Willie, who actually may be kind of the cause for all the spiritual activity at the house because his mother, Abe's wife, Mary Todd, had gotten into spiritualism during the Civil War because it had become popular then by grieving families just trying to connect to their lost loved ones. Well, Mary tried to contact Willie, who was only 11 when he died, likely of typhoid fever, but Mary would hold seances and spirit circles in the Red Room of the White House. And if you're listening to the show, then you probably know that holding seances and opening portals to the spirit world are basically just open invitations for the spirits to come on by. So I wonder if the portals Mary opened were properly closed or not. Probably not because Willie was seen by a lot of members of the Grant administration and he visited his father a few times and was seen by his mother once standing at the end of her bed. However, First Lady Jane Pierce also performed seances after her son died in a train crash, so lots of seances happening. Then there's President Andrew Jackson, who has been seen laying in the bed of the Queen's Room or the Rose Room and laughing like this hearty, guttural laugh, which has been actually reported since the 1860s, along with him just like stomping around and swearing, which was heard by Mary Todd Lincoln. You also have Thomas Jefferson, who was known to play the violin and he he has been heard playing it in the yellow oval room. John Tyler, the 10th president, is seen in the blue room, which is where he actually proposed to his second wife, Julia Gardner, and is seen actually in the act of proposing, which is kind of cute. President Harrison is said to haunt the attic and was the first president to actually pass away in the house. And it's rumored that because army troops under his command had killed Tecumseh, a Shawnee leader, that he was cursed because he died of pneumonia after only being in office for a month. And there's no real reason for him to haunt the attic. Also, Anna Sarant has been reported knocking on the White House door and pleading to see President Andrew Johnson for her mother, Mary Sarant's pardon for her involvement in the Lincoln assassination. Anna was actually hung with a few other of the conspirators at a different time. Now, the most famous ghost at the White House is Abraham Lincoln himself. 
He is seen all the time, most often in the Lincoln bedroom, which wasn't actually a place he ever slept. It was used as his study when he lived at the house, and the bed that's there now was actually purchased by his wife, Mary. But anyway, he's often seen in the room or just outside of it. In the 1920s, First Lady Grace Coolidge, Calvin Coolidge, who was the 30th president, his wife, spoke to a magazine about seeing Lincoln looking out of the window that was once his office, so the Lincoln bedroom. She said that he was dressed in black with a stole draped over his shoulders to ward off the drafts and chills of the Washington night air. Another time she saw him, he was in the yellow overroom looking out towards the Potomac River with his hands crossed behind his back and he looked over his shoulder briefly to look at her before vanishing. In 1940, and this is kind of funny, British Prime Minister and writer Winston Churchill was taking a bath in the Lincoln room and when he stepped out of the tub wearing nothing but he did have a cigar, he saw Lincoln sitting in front of the fireplace and reportedly said, good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. And apparently Lincoln like smirked before disappearing. But like what an awesome thing to say to a ghost. And in 1942, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands was staying in the Lincoln bedroom when she heard knocking on her door in the middle of the night. And when she went to open it, she saw Abe Lincoln standing there in his top hat and she actually fainted because she was so startled, as I think a lot of people would be after seeing a dead person's ghost directly in front of them, so... Ronald Reagan's dog would often stand outside of the Lincoln bedroom and bark, but would refuse to go inside it. Like, he would go everywhere else in the house, but refuse to go in the Lincoln bedroom. His daughter and her husband actually also reported seeing a figure in the room. Mary Eben, who worked for Eleanor Roosevelt, said that she saw Abe sitting on the end of the bed pulling his boots on, and she screamed so loud that the Secret Service came running to the room, but there was no one there. Eleanor herself talked about feeling like there was somebody else in the room when she'd be working. And a seamstress, Lillian Rogers Parks, had heard pacing above her and went to investigate the room but was told that no one was there and it was just old Abe pacing the floor. Herbert Hoover admitted to hearing weird noises but never said it was Lincoln for sure, but he definitely made it known that something was at the house. Eisenhower also had an experience one day where Lincoln was actually walking towards him down a hallway and because there was so much stuff going on, seeing Lincoln made him feel at ease. And apparently there was like a no ghost rule where presidents couldn't talk about the ghosts to the media, but Eisenhower did it anyway and actually spoke about his experience on a TV show. In 1945, Harry Truman wrote a letter to his wife, Bess, after his inauguration, and I'm just gonna read part of it to you. I sit here in this old house and work on foreign affairs, read reports and work on speeches, all the while listening to the ghosts walk up and down the hallway. And even here in this study, the floors pop and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy and Teddy having an argument over Franklin, or James Buchanan and Franklin Pierce deciding which was more useless to the country. And when Millard Fillmore and Chester Arthur join in for place and show, the din is almost unbearable. But I still get some work done. He wrote another letter to Bess in 1946 after being woken up in the middle of the night around the witching hour, 3 a.m., by a heavy knocking on his bedroom door. Three loud knocks. He writes, I jumped up and put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one there. Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room in Margie's, still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in your room whose door I'd left open. Jumped and looked and no one there. The damned place is haunted, sure as shootin'. Secret Service said not even a watchman was up here at that hour. You and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off. Imagine getting that letter. That'd be 
great. But it was said that Bess was a little skeptical of all the ghost stuff, so she probably just thought he was kidding. Now, there are even reports that Abraham Lincoln even had a dream of a coffin in the White House just days before his assassination. He was killed so suddenly and had a lot of work still left to do, so it's no real surprise that he's the most active spirit at the White House. It's also said that he's seen more often during times of struggle throughout the country, so, like, he's probably been super active this year, especially, but 45 spends so much time at his golf clubs in Florida ignoring his duties to have seen anything anyway, so there haven't really been reports from 45 and his family, but going back to better times... The Obamas have talked about hearing strange noises and reported feeling like a small dog was nipping and rubbing at their feet. So the White House even has a ghost pet. Jenna Bush and her twin sister Barbara, the daughters of George H.W. Bush, also had an experience which Jenna has talked about a few times. She said that one night when they were kids, her and Barbara were sleeping and the phone rang which woke them up and suddenly they started hearing 1920s piano music coming clearly from the fireplace in their room. And this wasn't a one-time thing. Jenna said that about a week later, the same thing happened, but the music playing was opera. They tried to play it off as nothing, and she mentioned it to a White House worker and was like, you won't believe what we heard last night, and the guy was like, oh, Jenna, you won't believe what I've heard. Jenna also said that the ghosts she felt there didn't seem bad or anything, that they were kind and friendly. The ghosts at the White House and the experiences people have had there over the two centuries it's been there are a lot. There's even more experiences that people have had. Weird feelings, cold spots, and I'm sure there are quite a few stories that people have had that just haven't been talked about or documented. A place that has held so many powerful people and held important meetings and gatherings has to hold on to the spirits of the past. Have you been to the White House? I know lately it's been all boarded up, but maybe a few years ago when tourists were still a thing. Ever experienced anything spooky? Because if you have, you're not alone. And whoever lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Ave isn't alone either. Thank you all so much for listening and taking some time away from this incredibly stressful week to hear about some spooky stuff. If you like the show, definitely head over to my website where I have all my sources as well as cool stuff on my shop on SourSweetSpooky.com. That helps me out a lot when you order and I really love packing up your orders. I've said it before and just adding little notes to them. So check out what I've got if you haven't already. I also would love to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts are on the show and maybe any spooky stories you have yourself. If I get enough stories sent in from you guys, I'll do a fun listeners episode where I read out your stories with your permission, obviously. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and write a review too. If you can't get merch, rating the show and leaving a review helps a lot too because it brings more people in and I want to create a community here for all of us to chat and talk and share spooky things. If you want to reach out, you can do it on all of my social media links, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all sour, sweet, spooky and my personals are Jessica Lemon with two L's. You can also reach out by email, soursweetspooky at gmail.com. That's the best place to submit any story requests or a story of your own for the potential listeners episode. So thank you all so much for listening and I will see you all next week with a brand new story. And remember, stay sour, stay sweet, stay spooky. Mm-hmm.